Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Tillery, and it is a beautiful and great day to be a Wildcat. Oh my goodness, the Cats take on not only number 6 Texas, we've all talked about that game a little bit. We've all seen that game, you've seen the tweets, you've seen the headlines. K-State is back, and better than ever. Upsetting number 6 Texas on the road. And did I mention... Not only Texas, but Baylor, Scott Drew, Jerome Tang's former team, fell to the Cats in overtime. 97-95, the Wildcats find a way to get it done against 19th-ranked Baylor. Are you kidding me, Cats? This is one of the best years I've seen in so long. This, for those of you listening, this is the best start in Kansas State men's basketball history since, does anybody have any guesses? Before I say the name, before I say the year, does anybody have any guesses? The 1958 season, 1958, 1959 season. Are you kidding me, K-State? There is not one guard in the entire country playing better basketball than Mr. Marquis Noel right now. The short king in Manhattan, Kansas, not one person in the country, in the nation, playing better basketball than him. 36 against Texas. How about 32 and 14? against Baylor 32 and 14 that ties the most assists in a single game by a K-State basketball player 14 assists in 43 minutes Keontae Johnson another name we'll get into in a bit I have been blown away by that duo's pair it came down to big shot versus big shot with Baylor we'll start by looking at the Texas game here K-State in the weirdest game I've ever seen never trailed against six ranked Texas never trailed once Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson were the two best players on the court. And the third one could, there's an argument to be made that it could have been Naquan Tomlin. Cam Carter played a hell of a game as well. This is the same Cam Carter that KU fans were saying, this guy only averaged two points at his last college? First recruit for Jerome Tang, that's a great signing, K-State, good job. Are you kidding me, dude? That guy put up 17-8. and eight. That guy is one of the contributing members of the Kansas State Wildcats this season on the basketball court. And let me remind you, let me remind you of the six foot ten alien of a basketball player named Naquan Tomlin. That is a spinning image of Kevin Durant at Texas. This kid is so athletically gifted, and he's only the third best player on the court at any given time with K State. That is terrific. K State's team this year was one that got, got written off immediately, written off by everybody. There were tweets, and every single game I've seen, it's been incredible. There's a tweet from Rock Chalk Blog that says, this is going to be one of the worst teams in Big 12 history that we have ever seen with Kansas State's team this year. Talk to me after beating three consecutive ranked opponents, two of which on the road in the Big 12. The best conference in basketball, the Kansas State Wildcats, are currently tied for first with KU. What world did anybody see this happening in? I am so thrilled to watch every minute of basketball. K-State has been playing out of their minds this year, and it's not because, let me just say, it's not just dumb luck. It's not just, okay, we got lucky here, we beat them, because any team can beat anybody in the Big 12. That's the reality of it. Every single team in the Big 12 is competitive. You're going to see teams like Tech go down to Oklahoma at home. That's going to happen. You know, West Virginia got knocked off by Kansas yesterday. Nobody expected West Virginia to win that, but they were in the game, and that's the biggest thing. Every team can beat any team in the Big 12. But it wasn't just one of those games. K-State proved that they are one of the best teams in the entire conference. Back-to-back times. Not giving up down the stretch. And in the Bruce Weber era, all it was was, hey, if we're going to overtime, 
it's a loss. Chalk it up as a loss. Bruce Weber led teams to play you close for the entire duration of the game. And if you got to overtime or if it was a close game where you started to get about 68-70, no matter which score K-State is, they're out. Despite some superheroics from some player on the court from K-State. K-State would play close and play tough, but the offense was never there when you needed it. K-State is a team that is disciplined under Jerome Tang. A team that is hostile under Jerome Tang. And a team that has been projected to be a fourth seed for the March Madness Tournament before beating Baylor. And that is incredible. Currently, Texas is ranked at a three seed. KU is obviously a one seed. And then it's K-State bringing up the four seed. I was just hoping to make the tournament this year. I didn't know what we'd see. I hope that Keontae Johnson would have a healthy season. I hope he'd play great. And he has been unstoppable. He is too good to go one-on-one. And the commentators could not let him let him off the hook last night. It was every single one-on-one matchup. Hey, they've got to send somebody over. They've got to double Keontae Johnson. He is too quick, too lethal, too good off the jump. Nobody's stopping Keontae Johnson in the Big 12. I think that's the truth. I don't think you can leave him one-on-one. And the biggest thing is Marquise Noel is shooting the basketball lights out from half court, pulling up from the logo last night against Baylor. Marquise Noel has been a man on a mission. Keontae Johnson is the third highest scorer in the Big 12 consistently. And people have been talking about Jalen Wilson all season for KU. Are we sure that Keontae Johnson isn't the one guy who can stop him? Because I think Keontae might just be the perfect kryptonite for Jalen Wilson. I think that this Kansas State team is going to be a real problem for KU. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But with the basketball that we have seen on display this season, who's going to tell me I'm wrong? Kansas State currently sits at 14-1 and after putting up 116 against Texas and 97 against Baylor. We were hoping to crack 80 in the Bruce Weber era. The Jerome Tang era is here, and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you can see the fear on the Big 12. Obviously, big storyline to follow. Texas fired Chris Beard, and everybody's looking around for head coaches. I have seen thousands of tweets saying, why not offer Jerome Tang a bunch of money? Bring him to Texas. He's a Texas guy. That'd be a great fit. Jerome Tang is not leaving Manhattan. Ladies and gentlemen, exhale. We are just fine. Jerome Tang will not be leaving Manhattan. And one of the best things ever, his sister responded to the tweet and said, so Jerome Tang's sister, Kim, responded to the tweet and said, we love our colors here in purple. We're not changing anytime soon. Tell me that doesn't instill confidence in you. Tell me this program isn't one that is meant to be incredible. Jerome Tang has to be the reason, the sole reason that this team's jumping back. The culture, the family, every single thing about it, this team is bigger than anything we've had in the past. And it blows my mind because this team could make a real push for a national championship. Yes, I said it, a national championship. This team could not only win the Big 12, but could contest for a national championship. So before we get into some game recap here, let's take a look around the Big 12 in basketball, see where everybody's at at this time. Now, K-State, I'll bring it up again, was supposed to finish dead last in the Big 12. Dead last, the 10th of 10th team at the bottom of the list here. K-State currently sits on top. Kansas State is 3-0 in conference play, 14-1 overall, 8-0 at home, and 3-1 away with the one loss being to Butler on an eight-game winning streak. And you know who else is on an eight-game winning streak? Kansas. 3-0 in conference, 14-1 overall, 8-0 at home, 3-1 away, with a win streak of eight. Yes, K-State's been playing great teams, and KU has too. I, I, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But they played unranked Texas Tech and unranked West Virginia and played them both pretty close. West Virginia, the game got a little bit out of hand. 
but they played pretty dang close to Texas Tech. It was a three-point game down the stretch. And the reason I think KU was beatable this year, in the past, everybody's seen it. It's by no stretch. This is not something coming out of left field that nobody's ever heard before. For better or worse, KU matches their opponents. So if it's a worse team, they play down to them, and they give them a shot to win it late. And traditionally at Allen Fieldhouse, KU's not going to lose. But you need one call to go your way. You need one big play. KU leaves an opportunity for some big playmaker. If Texas Tech goes on the court with six seconds left and hits a three, that game's going to overtime, and you never know. KU doesn't put teams away. And this K-State team, which we've seen at this point in the year, plays hard till the final whistle. Two games won in overtime. We beat LSU, whose only other loss is Kentucky, who is a top 10 team in the country. The only other loss. Kansas State and Kentucky are the two teams that beat LSU. This team is special. And that's by nobody's imagination, but nobody saw this coming except for Jerome Tang and the coaching staff. They knew from day one they'd be competitive. This wasn't a rebuild. It was a shot of energy. It was a boost. And they're making that narrative true. Next, we've got Iowa State who's sitting at 12-2 overall. I'm going to skip past all the different home and away records in conference play. I guess Iowa State is the only other team that's 3-0 in conference play. That's the one thing I'll mention. Then we got Texas, who everybody thought was going to be contending for the Big 12 title alongside KU. 13-2 overall. Not a bad record by any means. The worst record in the entire Big 12 is 9-6. So nobody just, nobody's jumping off the deep end here. Everybody's still in contention for the Big 12 title. TCU, 13-2 as well. Just lost a heartbreaker against Iowa State last night. Oklahoma, 10-5. Then you got Baylor at 10 and 5, West Virginia at 10 and 5, Tech at 10 and 5, and then Oklahoma State bringing up the rear at 9 and 6. Did anybody think that K-State would make their way through this? That's the question I leave you with. How incredible has this season been already? These are historic wins in K-State program history, and it's Jerome Tang's three first games in Big 12 basketball, three consecutive wins against ranked opponents, 24th ranked West Virginia at the time, now they're unranked. 24th-ranked West Virginia, win. 6th-ranked Texas, win. 19th-ranked Baylor, win. What does K-State jump to? Let me ask you that. I'm bringing you this podcast before the polls come out tomorrow, and I'm so excited. And I'm going to make a prediction. It could be the coldest take ever. K-State has a real shot. They won't, I don't think. I don't think they will. But they have a real shot to jump to the top 10, from unranked to top 10. In my mind, I think we sit about 13th in the country. And that is the biggest splash I've seen a team go from unranked to a top 15 team. I don't know if the voters agree with me, but I don't know how you can't put them in the top, top 20 at least. You know, there's no question that they're a top 15 team. They've beaten teams that are in that spot consistently this year and played big, big minutes of basketball. Give me the Cats at 13th. We'll talk about it next week and we'll come back and we'll decide, we'll see where we're at, we'll evaluate, see if that take was way off or way on. But I'm excited for it. Now, let's look at the schedule here. Because this is the thing I'm interested in. I've been asking the question, how many games did I think K-State was going to win this season in Big 12 play? So obviously we started with West Virginia. One win. Texas, two wins. Baylor, three wins. We've got Oklahoma State Tuesday night in Manhattan. The first home game. And it is sold out already. The K-State fans are focused on turning Bramlage Coliseum back into the Octagon of Doom for Jerome Tang to give them the home court advantage that they desire. Everybody talks about it. Hey, it's tough to win on the road. You're going to go to Texas. You're going to go to you're going to go to West Virginia. You're going to go to a place where the fan bases are really into their teams. Kansas State has a real and scary 
home field advantage. When the fans are there, I think every single person there is going to be screaming their heads off. I think K-State's going to have the best, maybe the second best. I can't just put them past Allen Fieldhouse out of nowhere. K-State's going to have the second best home court advantage this year. I fully believe that. If you don't believe me, wait and see. Tuesday night, we'll see. And let me remind you, students are still not back on campus. The first game where students are on campus, January 17th against third-ranked KU. That's the first game that all of the students come back for, and that's going to be massive. Sold out already. It is sold out already. The Oklahoma State game sold out already. The K-State-KU game sold out. And February 4th is already sold out with Texas. This team is selling tickets, and people are energized to see them. Back to what I was saying. K-State's got three wins in Big 12 play already. I think we beat Oklahoma State. They are the worst team statistically in the Big 12. Like I said, anybody can beat anybody. But I think that's four wins. 17th-ranked TCU. It's going to be another tough game. Let's give that a win to K-State. I think that'll happen. I imagine we split with KU. And that would be amazing for us. If we could split with KU. The first game I'm going to give to K-State only because it's in Manhattan. That's probably the best shot to win. So K-State's 6-0 right there through Big 12 play. And that puts Kansas at 5-1 more than likely. Texas Tech will beat them 7-0. Iowa State... I think Iowa State's a much better team than they look. I could see a splitting with Iowa State. And I don't know if people agree with me, but Iowa State is a really, really good team. So let's give the first loss in Big 12 play uh, during the Iowa State game. That's what we're going to say. So K-State's already got seven wins right there. Florida. There is no way K-State loses that game. Keontae Johnson is going to be cooking against his former team at home in Manhattan, saying, this is my real home. Watch what I do to you. Watch what I do to you. This is going to be incredible. And I cannot wait for the Cats to take that game. That's eight wins. It's not in the Big 12, but I'm just going to chalk it up to another one. You've got Kansas. This is the game that KU is going to take. It's Allen Fieldhouse. I could see that. K-State sits at 8-2 and two if you count the Florida game. 7-2 and two if not. Let's say 7-2. and two. Um, And then you go Texas. I think there's a real chance we beat Texas at home if we beat them on the road already. Give us an eighth win against Texas. Ninth win, uh, ninth win against TCU. 10 against Tech. 11 against OU. Iowa State 12, Baylor, another one at home. K-State's got a real chance, I think, to win 13 games in the Big 12 play. 13 or 14 games, which blows my mind. I've seen tweets about 11 or 12. I'm going one up on that. I think K-State gets to that 13 notch. That's where I see us. And if that happens, K-State is not only a top-ranked seed in the nation and in the tournament, K-State is a real shot to win the Big 12. I fully believe that. And it's going to come down to K-State and KU. The way it's shaping up, that match, I I am praying that we beat them twice. But if we can find a way to split with KU, the Big 12 could very easily be K-State's. Now let's talk about something a little controversial. Everybody loves that on a beautiful Sunday morning. Everybody loves talking about a little bit of controversy. So, in the latest poll from Bleacher Report, this this is the college men's basketball National Player of the Year watch list story. Talking about the top player in the nation. 25 guys and a list of honorable mentions. Let's talk about this list here. I'm only going to mention some big names that you might need You might need to know. Otherwise, I'm just going to skip past and tell you the college. So starting off, obviously this is the guy that everybody thinks about. Zach Eady from Purdue. Averaging 22.6 a game and 14 rebounds. That's tough to beat. Number two, we all know this name. Jalen Wilson from Kansas. 21.1 points per game. 9.3 rebounds a game. 3 assists on 34% from 3. Almost 35% from 3. Okay. Yeah, we know we know Jalen wasn't good. Kid from Connecticut. Followed by Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. 22.1, you know, nine rebounds a game, three assists per game. Not much changing there from Jalen Wilson. Kid from Kentucky. 
Kid from Indiana to wrap, wrap out the sixth spot. Then you have two up from Arizona. Kid from Houston, so eventually Marcus Sasser from Houston, 15.9 per game on 2.7 assists per game, 2.6 rebounds per game on 30% from three. And I don't mean to dunk on this kid by any means. But I can name at least two guys wearing purple who have way better numbers than a lot of these guys on the list. Brandon Miller from Alabama. Jalen Pickett, Penn State. Kid from Illinois. Kid from UAB. Granted, he's putting up 25 a game, which is leading the country right now. That's impressive. Then you get a kid from North Carolina, Iowa, Michigan, UCLA, Miami. Does any of this strike strike wrong to any of you guys? Don't you think you'd see two guys from Manhattan here at some point? Chattanooga, averaging 22.5, 10 rebounds. That's impressive. Kyle Filipowski from Duke, 14.4 points a game, 9 rebounds a game. I can name so many better players, and I don't mean to say specifically this guy, but it blows my mind that we see guys like this. Marcus Carr from Texas, 15.6 points per game, 4 assists per game, 3 rebounds a game. That guy's sitting at the 21st spot. Adam Flegler from Baylor, 15.7 points per game, 6 assists per game, 3 rebounds per game. And I'm just going to keep on going. Kid from Auburn, keep from, kid from Memphis, kid from Marshall. Honorable mentions. This is the part where you should all look. Kid from Arkansas, kid from Utah, kid from UCLA, St. Louis, Keontae George from Baylor, kid from Santa Clara, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova. Where is Kansas State? Where is Marquise Noel? Where is Keontae Johnson? Let's start with Keontae. You heard me read some of those resumes, right? 15.7 for Marcus Carr. Same thing around there with the other Baylor kids. Keontae Johnson has 18.8 points a game, tied for 43rd in the nation, and 7.1 rebounds a game on three assists per game on 58% field goal percentage. That's better than half the resumes there. Marquise Noel, 17 points per game and nine assists per game. Second in the entire nation. Neither of these guys were even honorable mentions. Are you kidding me, Bleacher Report? Watch the games. Watch the tape. This team is going to make everybody pay. And I know I'm getting a little bit riled up about this, but it is the exact and perfect time to be riled up about K-State basketball. This is the season. This is the year. We are in a tremendous time to be K-State fans. We've got the Big 12 champions in football. We've got a team that could contest for the Big 12 title on the basketball court immediately, and the world thought we would be terrible. We're going to prove everybody wrong consistently every week. Mark your calendars. Circle the dates. Watch the K-State games. Be active. Be at Bramwich. We're going to turn Bramwich into the octagon of doom, and K-State will reign supreme this year. I believe it. Keontae Johnson, stud. Marquise Noel, stud. Everybody coming off the bench, studs. Everybody's contributing. Naquan Tomlin might be the most athletic player in the entire Big 12. I am so excited, and you should be too. It is a great day to be a Wildcat. With that being said, Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Everything Emaw Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery. K-State officially playing on Tuesday night, and we should all be ready. Oklahoma State at home. It's going to be a tremendous game, and I can't wait to watch. Thank you so much again, and we will see you next week.